Mike McCarthy claims he's a, quote, highly successful coach in the NFL, but his Green Bay Packers are struggling right now. To pinpoint those struggles, we'll talk to Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. fans welcome to railbird central at cheesehead tv i'm your host brian caravu we're talking some packers football this morning we're getting ready for a game a rematch of last year's wild card round playoff between green bay and washington to look forward to that we have a guest joining us on the phone today and we have an announcement coming up right after our interview with Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com. Nathan, how you doing this morning? Expert interview. Good morning, Brian. I'm doing well. How about you? Very good. Glad to have you on the show as always. Nathan, Let's. there's going to be a lot of negative to talk about here, but I want to start with something positive. I thought Devontae Adams had one of his best games by any Packers player on Sunday. What allowed him to be so successful? I definitely agree with you. He had a good game in this one. He was often getting the best of the Titans cornerbacks. I caught six passes, five of them went for first downs. And one of the things that was impressive about it is he was doing this on a variety of different pass routes. Uh, each uh, catch that he made was on a different route. And then something that was also unique to this game is he was able to get a lot of yards after the catch. Uh, he had 80 yards after the catch in this one, which is the most for him this season. And there were some games this season where he was held to single digits yards after the catch. Um, only one other game where he topped 35 yards. So uh, definitely a good game out of Adams in this one. He did have one drop pass, so it wasn't all positive, but it was an impressive performance. Yeah, still a step in the right direction. And speaking of wide receivers, now that we're getting a pretty good sample size into the season here, is there anything you see from Jordy Nelson that he isn't doing this season that he was doing in previous years prior to injury? I know he had a good game Sunday, but I'm kind of looking at a, a bigger season perspective here. Sure. He did have a good game Sunday and has been playing particularly well recently compared to earlier in the season. But looking at the season as a whole, I think one thing is he has had fewer accurate passes thrown his way. Um, he had a catch rate of 66% in 2014. Uh, that fell to 56% in 2016. And he hasn't been dropping that many passes, only two drop passes on the year. So I think it's probably something to do with his chemistry with Rodgers or Rodgers himself. But along with the catch rate decreasing, he hasn't been able to do as much after the catch as he had been in past years. Um, he had consistently been able to make defenders miss tackles on him in the past on some of his catches, and that just hasn't been happening as much this year. Uh, he had 14 uh, defensive players miss tackles on him in 2014, only three so far this year. So 
uh, that's led to a lower yards per catch, a lower yards after the catch per catch. So I think it's a combination of his chemistry with Rodgers as well as him not being able to do as much after the catch as he had in past years. Yeah, certainly the injury, I think, kind of factoring into that part of it, at least. Uh, turning to the offensive line, Nathan, I saw David Bakhtiari graded out as having his worst game of the season. What led to that? Uh, sure. First off, he was penalized twice, uh, once for a false start, once for offensive holding. And he's typically someone that doesn't get penalized too often, so that was part of it. But then the other part is he allowed a sack and two hurries to Titans defensive linemen. So it was his worst game pass protecting on the year. Although if you compare it to average offensive tackles, he was still above average. He's just been anywhere to above average to great every game this year in pass protection. So um, he didn't really do much in the run game to make up for it. Uh, typically he's been a below average run blocker, but has been a bit better this year. But uh, that wasn't really too much positive or negative in this game. So um, while it was his worst game of the season, there were still a dozen left tackles who had worst games this past week. So while it was bad, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it's always good to hear when you have a bad game that it's you're still doing better compared to your peers. That's always a good thing. Um, but when David Bakhtiari went out, Jason Spriggs saw the first extended playing time of his professional career, at least during the regular season. How did he fare, Nathan? Uh, for the most part, he was fine, but then he did allow two sacks to Brian Arakpo, so his pass blocking grade was a little below average. Neither of the sacks were embarrassingly bad, but they were still both plays where he was beat. So um, it was below average in terms of pass protection because of those two sacks. But again, there are other offensive tackles who are allowing pressure at a higher rate. Than, and it was against Iraq Poe, who Iraq Poe has been having a good season this year. So while two sacks does sound bad, I don't think it's too much to be concerned about. Just not anything overly promising either. Yep, hopefully he learns from that. We're talking to Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com here at Railbird Central on a Wednesday morning. Nathan, on the defensive side, I thought Nick Perry arguably had his had the best performance of any player on that side of the football. Um, as, as we get to the point where fans are starting to vote for the Pro Bowl, how does Perry stack up to others at the position in the NFL, and does he stand a chance to make the Pro Bowl? Sure. First off, Perry had an excellent game in this one. He was uh, making plays all over the place. Uh, two tackles for losses, another four for short games that either he was making the tackle himself or was part of the tackle. Um, in the passing game, while he never got to the quarterback, he did have four pressures in this game, so he was looking good pass rushing. And the Titans' offensive tackles, uh, neither of the two starters have a lot of sacks all year, so it's not surprising that he wasn't able to get a sack in this one either. So. Um, definitely a good game out of him. Um, in terms of his Pro Bowl chances, the Pro Bowl is a bit of a popularity contest, and for outside linebackers, the big thing people look at is sacks. And um, the NFL went back to the NFC AFC Pro Bowl format, and there are four NFC linebackers with more sacks than Perry already this year. So um, my best guess is that Pro Bowl voting ended today. He would not make it, but I do think he definitely deserves to make it based on how good he's been doing as a pass rusher, not just with the sack. And he's also been one of the best 3-4 outside linebackers against the run. So um, while it is a popularity contest, I definitely think he deserves it based on his play. 
Yeah, he's got several weeks yet to get a few more sacks. Maybe that'll help his chances. Um, but from the good to the bad, I saw HaHa Clendix had his worst game of the season one week after having his best. What went wrong for the safety? Um, it was mostly a couple of big plays that he allowed in the first half of the game, and the Titans were able to take advantage. Um, he had a missed tackle on Delaney Walker. Uh, just a couple of plays where he was out of position a bit in coverage, and the Titans were able to take advantage of it. Um, by the second half, he you know, had his act cleaned up. He didn't have any negative plays in the second half, but um, he also only had one good play against the run that came in the second half, uh, just a tackle for short gain. And last week and other weeks where Clinton Dix has played well, a lot of it has been good plays that he's been able to make against the run. And he only had one of those in this game. So it was a combination of poor play and coverage in that doing as well against the run as he typically does. Um, I thought Joe Thomas really struggled when he received extended playing time with Jake Ryan out. Do you see a drop-off from Ryan to Thomas? Um, I agree with you there. I don't think Thomas had a great game. Um, a lot of it was his play against the run. Uh, he was too often blocked. He had a missed tackle in the run game and only one tackle for a short game where he was unblocked to help make up for it a little bit. But the Packers linebackers in general had been doing or making more plays against the run and getting blocked a little less. In coverage, uh, he did have that one bad play uh, where he was supposed to be on DeMarco Murray in coverage, and he didn't really have anything positive to make up for it. So. I think it just showed that Thomas Rawls should be that down linebacker, uh, not an every down linebacker role. And he has had uh, plenty of decent plays in coverage to make up for the one bad play against Murray. So as long as he's just that down linebacker in coverage going forward, I think he'll end up being fine. Yeah, we'll see what Jake Ryan's status is. Uh, Nathan, in the Packers' next game, they see the same team they beat in the playoffs last season. What's changed in Washington from last year? Uh, sure. First off, that offense looks very similar. A lot of players playing the same roles that they played last year. Uh, Kirk Cousins isn't quite as hot as he was entering the playoffs last year. But Washington does have a lot of good receiving options, including Jordan Reed, who could be a bit of a mismatch. Um, one thing that should help the Packers is Washington, uh, for the most part, their offensive line is average, except Trent Williams, who basically was playing at an all-pro level, but is suspended currently. So uh, that should really help the Packers pass rush there. Uh, then when Washington's on defense, uh, they've been average against the run. Uh, they have two good edge rushers, Ryan Kerrigan and Trent Murphy. So the Packers' offensive tackles will have one of the biggest tests of the day. Uh, then Washington's secondary has been fairly good. Uh, linebackers, decent in coverage. They have Josh Norman who is playing at least close to his reputation. And then former Packer Will Blackman made the move to safety this year for Washington, and he's looked pretty good at safety so far this year. So uh, that's been an interesting development for them too. But outside of those two defensive backs, the Packers should be able to take advantage of the other defensive backs Washington has. Looking forward to it. Nathan, before we let you go, I occasionally like to let you plug profootballfocus.com. Can you tell pe what people can get there with a subscription? Uh, sure. At Pro Football Focus, we grade every player on every play in every game. Um, we have a product that's our player grades product where you can see the grade that we have for 
every player this season. You can see the snap counts that we have for them. Uh, we also have uh, the roster for every team, depth charts for every team. And something that makes our depth charts unique outside of our player grades is um, we know that teams use different formations a lot, so we have depth charts for different formations. So you can see how the Packers' defense looks in their base defense versus how they look in their dime defense and have that for all 32 NFL teams. So uh, that's something that's just $20 for an entire calendar year. So if you get it now, it'll last you up till week 10 or 11 of the 2017 season. So um, that's what you would get with the player grades product. And we also have plenty of good fantasy tools as well if you want to help yourself in either daily fantasy or the rest of your season long league. Perfect. Nathan, we'll send people there. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We'll talk to you about this Washington game next week. Sounds good. Thanks again for having me. All right. Take care. Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com joining us as he does every Wednesday. Glad to have him joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. And as I uh, teased, we have an announcement here. Uh, We'll be talking Packers news in a second here. Um, But you may have noticed a survey I've posted If you're listening to the live edition of the show, I've posted it on live stream. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm posting a link over at Cheesehead TV uh, on the show post, and I'll be posting it on my Twitter feed after the show as well. This is the first time I've made this public, um, but uh, some personal news here. If you happen to wonder, you know, what's, what's going on with this Brian Kirvu guy? He used to write all the time for Cheesehead TV. I don't write so much anymore. I'm just sticking more with the podcast. A lot of my time and investment, I'm looking to become the owner of a new bar in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, we are in the beginning stages right now, so it's nothing that's opening in the next month or anything like that. Uh, but I'm at the point where I'm trying to do research as uh, part of putting together a business plan. If you know anything about starting a business, you need to present a business plan uh, in order to get a loan. And the results of this survey will go into said plan. Uh, so anyway, it's it's really a simple survey. It should take less than five minutes and it's all about drinking beer and going to bars. And I think most people would enjoy sharing their thoughts on that topic. And it's completely anonymous. Um, so I, I'd greatly appreciate if you'd take a few minutes and take the survey. Because I could use as many different responses as possible. Um, males, females, different ages, different educational backgrounds. Uh, I need a lot of people taking this survey. It would really help me out. So please share your thoughts. You might just see your thoughts implemented in a new bar in Madison. And when it opens, you are all welcome to watch a Packer game there. So I'm really excited for that. And uh, please uh, follow the link. Take the survey. Um, and, uh, I'll, I'll keep you updated. Definitely. Uh, I'll definitely remind you the next few shows as well as, uh, like I said, I'm going to need lots of, lots of results or as many as possible from this to get a good sample size and things like that and, and more to come. Uh, so that's my little announcement, but without further ado, 
We'll continue talking some Packers football. Packers news of the day. All right. The Green Bay Packers announced their class of 2017 that will be inducted into the team's Hall of Fame this upcoming summer. Congratulations to wide receiver Donald Driver and cornerback Mark Lee, who will be joining a special fraternity. Most everyone listening to this show should be familiar with Donald Driver, the team's all-time leading receiver in both receptions and receiving yards, and a member of the team that won Super Bowl XLV. Driver's a great story. Uh, Having been homeless in his youth, uh, was a seventh-round draft pick, and went on to become one of the best receivers in Packers history. Not to mention the fame he got nationwide for winning the Dancing with the Stars reality television show. Uh, So I've really had a lot of fun watching Donald Driver's career from start to finish. Uh, As for Mark Lee, this this is going to kind of date me, but I remember going to my first Packer game in the late 80s and Lee being a member of that team can remember reading about him in the program and seeing his picture and things like that. And, you know, those those weren't great teams back in those days, but he was arguably one of the best players of that era. Uh, Lee intercepted 31 passes, which ranks second all-time among Packers cornerbacks, as well as being a kick and punt returner. Uh, so, you know, we're not, we're not talking about the Lambo or the Lombardi era here, but it was nice to get a blast from the past and, and see Mark Lee get honored. Somebody who I remember watching, you know, back when I was in elementary school. Uh, so once again, uh, congratulations to both of them. And in other news about Packers players getting recognition, Uh, Julius Peppers was named as a nominee for the NFL's annual Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award on Tuesday. He was one of 32 nominees, one for each NFL team. At the very least, Peppers has brought a veteran presence and has been a leader to follow for this Packers team. Uh, The winner of the award will be announced during the NFL Honors Show on February 4th. Um, So we'll have to tune in then to see whether he wins or not. But uh, congrats to Julius Peppers on the nomination for the time being. And then this is probably old news by now, but I'd be remiss if I didn't at least mention it. Uh, But Mike McCarthy made headlines on Monday for mentioning how he's been a, quote, highly successful football coach, which I think rubbed a lot of people the wrong way when his team is in the midst of a three-game losing streak. Uh, I'm not about to get into this too much because we were actually ahead of the curve on this, talking about Mike McCarthy's status on Monday's episode of Railbird Central. Uh, So if you want more on that, feel free to go back to that episode. But just briefly, uh, you know, when when a coach has to resort to telling you how successful he is, you know he's reached a critical juncture. Yes, Mike McCarthy has enjoyed quite a good deal of success in his now decade-long tenure as head coach of the Packers that has included a Super Bowl win 
and seven consecutive playoff appearances, uh, division titles, unfortunately none in the last few years. But fans are interested in the here and now. Uh, they don't know how good this current Packers team can be, but I think almost every fan believes this shouldn't be a team with a losing record. It's too talented for that, and I think they want to see results. Um, I think this is a must-win game for the Green Bay Packers coming up this this upcoming one against Washington. Uh, as far as if the Packers hope to make the playoffs, I think this is a must-win game. In fact, I think the next two, as I've said, are must-win games if they want to make the playoffs. And if this team doesn't make the playoffs, I think Mike McCarthy's future with the organization will be highly in question. Um, so that is the immediate future for Mike McCarthy. I'm willing to give him, you know, this this opportunity yet. I've, you know, I said before the season he deserved the opportunity this year to to coach it out, and he obviously got that. Um, I've and I'm I'm giving him up till pretty much this game, the next two games, uh, to really turn things around here. So, um, if if the Packers happen to lose the Washington game, we'll start talking a whole lot more about Mike McCarthy's status. But I'm I'm leaving it there for the moment being, just because I think the opportunity is out there. If you can win two consecutive road games at Washington, at Philadelphia the season could really turn around. Uh, I I don't know how hopeful I am of that happening, but it's all out there in front of there of the Packers for the taking should they should they be able to capitalize upon it. So uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, that leads us into this. The day ahead. All right. So the Green Bay Packers on Wednesday released their first injury report of the week. And I think we're looking for an update on the players that were injured this past Sunday's game. I mean, we're we're monitoring all the players on the injury report, but I think people are going to be a little bit more interested in guys like offensive lineman David Bakhtiari and TJ Lang, and then linebacker Jake Ryan as well. We haven't received much information since Sunday when all these injuries originally occurred in the game against the Titans. Rather, we have just a few comments from the players to go on, and I'm taking these from the media outlets that have reported on them, like uh, the Green Bay Press-Gazette or PackersNews.com, etc. Um, David Bakhtiari said he would hopefully play on Sunday, Take that for what you will. Uh, it certainly isn't the first time you'd ever hear a player express optimism about playing. In fact, uh, in the not-so-distant past, uh, we heard Clay Matthews express the same sentiments, and he's now missed, how? what is it, four games in a row, something like that now? Or uh, anyway, uh, but, but David Bakhtiari, it's, his would seem to be not, too bad, even though he had to come out of the Titans game and would not come back in. Um, meanwhile, Blake Martinez said he was planning on playing without Jake Ryan next to him. 
And if you kind of read into those comments there, uh, that would seem to be a little bit worse of an injury than the one David Bakhtiari suffered, at least. Um, I don't know how long this is going to sideline Jake Ryan, but it, it certainly doesn't look as if he's playing this week. At least, you know, just just I'm totally basing this on comments made to the media by his teammate, his fellow inside linebacker, Blake Martinez here. Um, so that's really all we got to go on at this point. That's, that's why this is in the day ahead segment. Cause you know, the, the injury report comes out in the afternoon after practice, you learn if they were limited or full, um, and things like that. Um, and, and obviously we're looking at other guys like, you know, I think everybody's ready for tight end Jared Cook to come back, especially after practicing the past two weeks, you know, he's close to return. So looking forward to hearing about all these guys. The Packers definitely need them. And and I haven't even really gone into TJ Lang yet. You know, his perhaps, I mean, it it seemed the worst, you know, when you're looking at him on the field and you, you just see how much pain he's in and how he's limping around and things like that and was not able to return. Um, there's an ankle injury there, uh, whether it's going to keep him out the remainder of the year, not really sure the severity of it yet. Uh, but like I said, that's what we're waiting for on Wednesday. And, and Mike McCarthy, of course, has a press conference. He typically doesn't offer a whole lot because his, his press conferences are prior to practice as opposed to afterwards. So he doesn't really know a whole lot till he sees the players out there on the field. Um, but if you want to stream that, that's at Packers.com later this morning. And uh, finally here, folks, a, a job fair is being held Wednesday evening at Lambeau Field for Delaware North Sports Service. That is the food and beverage provider for the Green Bay Packers. So the team, the organization, is looking for uh, to to fill positions like line cooks, bartenders, servers, concession supervisors, and more uh, that I'm not getting to in fully here. But if you live in the Green Bay area and are interested in working for the team or working for Delaware North uh, in some sort of capacity, uh, check it out. It's inside the Lambeau Field atrium this evening. Uh, there's a press release about it at Packers.com. If you go to the press release section, I think it's from 4 to 6 p.m., but you might just want to double check there on Wednesday night. Um, but if you're looking for a job, uh, even if it could just be, uh, sometimes they're just looking for game day help too. Uh, so if you just want type of thing where you only want to work Sundays or during games and that's all you can offer, uh, there's that available. Uh, to you too. Uh, so all these things coming up in the next, you know, 24 hour period here in the world of the Green Bay Packers. The talk show circuit on Wednesday night includes the Dayton Jones show uh, on WDUZ radio uh, and uh, the golf club um, at uh, Oneida on Wednesday evening, 6.30 p.m., as well as the Green Bay Nation television show on WFRV, the CBS outlet uh, or affiliate in Green Bay uh, with a player guest who I don't know who it is this week yet, but uh, plenty to itch uh, to get your 
Packers itch, I guess. Uh, scratch your Packers itch. There you go. Uh, that'll do it for today's episode of Railbird Central. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us on the show. Uh, thank you to Nathan Yonke for being our guest today. Just my final call to action. I'm going to badger you about this. Please take that survey. The link to it is on live stream or at Cheesehead TV. Uh, like I said, takes should take you less than five minutes. Really like to get your input and your feedback. Um, so thanks a lot for doing that. And uh, we'll see you on Friday where we'll go into a little more in-depth preview of the upcoming Washington Green Bay game on Sunday night football. Going to be a nationally televised one. Should be fun. So we'll break it all down then. We'll see you, folks. On behalf of everybody at Cheesehead TV, I'm Brian Caribou. I leave you today with a song called Colliding by String Cheese Incident on Sci Fidelity Records. See ya. Go Pack Go.